What does it mean to live? How can you truly live? Stay tuned to find out on today's Bible Study Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Bible Study Podcast. I, of course, am your host, Justin, and I'm so glad to be with you again this week as we work our way through the Gospel of John. Thanks for your continued support to this ministry, and if you're new to the podcast, I just want to say thank you for dropping in today. We're awfully glad to have you. Now, if you'd like to contact me for just about anything, drop me a line at BibleStudyPodcastJustin at gmail.com. I'm super excited to get into our text tonight, which can be found in John 10, verses 7 through 15. So let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Our Lord, thank you so much for your love for us. Thank you for your graces, which you shower us with daily. Thank you for the redemption song, which you have allowed us to hear and be a part of. We love you, and we pray that you would walk with us as we venture to study your word. We pray all these things in your name. Amen. I have to admit to you, friends, that I had this podcast previously prepared to go ahead and record this week, but with school being out for us this semester and having a bit more time, I actually went through the Greek and fully translated our passage and found so many neat things of interest that uh, I would like to bring to you, so I just decided to go back and redo it. So, needless to say, I'm very excited about this podcast. We will begin, as I mentioned, in John chapter 10. So if you can turn there and look along with me, it would help you out very much, and it would help me as well. We'll be picking up where we left off last week, and that was with the crowd not understanding what Jesus meant when he told them about the thieves, and told how the sheep only follow the shepherd they know. They did not understand that he was talking about himself as a shepherd, and those who follow him as the sheep. And so, as we approach our passage, we will see how Jesus explains his parable to them. Hopefully you've flipped to John 10 now, so I'd like to start by reading verses 7 and 8. So Jesus said to them again, Truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. So pointing us back to what he told us in verses 2 and 3, Jesus begins again by noting that he is the door. He's the one who guards the entrance to the sheep and ensures their safety. But he doesn't stop there. He will first give us the negative side of the parable, that of the thieves and the robbers in verse 8. Now this verse literally reads that all, as many as they came before him, they are thieves and robbers. All who had come in the past and claimed authority in regard to knowing how to come to God, yet did not tell the truth of the Messiah, It's they that our Lord is referring to here. These are the false prophets, those who seek to tell the people that salvation comes through the law, comes through such and such a ritual. You know, they're thieves, they're robbers, they seek to take what is the true gospel and steal it away from the people of God. We'll learn more about them in a moment, but suffice it to say here that they are not on very good terms with Jesus. There is, however, a good note in this verse. The sheep did not hear them. In the New Testament, this word that is used for hear is often used not just for hearing in the sense of auditory stimulation, but instead it is used to also encompass the idea of listening. That is, 
To say that the sheep did not hear them is to say that they did not follow them. They were not deceived. They were not tricked. Basically, they knew better than to follow these false prophets. We're beginning to see a picture here of the sheep that is quite distinct from what we normally are told the typical Christian is like. The sheep are not seen as those who blindly believe and blindly trust in their Savior as the world makes us out to be. No. The sheep are seen as those who are confronted consistently with opposition, yet still make the decision not to listen to those who oppose the message of the cross. They're active in their listening, and they're aware of what is of God, or of the shepherd in this case, and what is not the thieves and the robbers. Please remember that just because we are compared to sheep, which are notoriously dumb, it does not mean that we're called to be dumb. Rather, it seems that the picture we are given here of our status is to be aware of the words we hear and to know which words are the true words of God. This is not a dumb sheep. We're called to be responsible in following our Lord. Let's read on to verses 9 and 10 to see the contrast that Jesus gives us between himself and the thieves and the robbers. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters through me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. Again, he reiterates, he is the door. But then he presents a conditional statement, one that's set up in the Greek under a format called a future more probable statement. That is, if something might happen, then something else will definitely happen. In a verse, the if part of the statement says that if anyone might come through me, that is, if anyone would enter the door through me, would enter the fold my way, what is it that will happen to them? Well, the then part of the statement, the apodysis, gives us the answer. He will be saved. He will go in. He will go out. And he will find pasture. So remembering what I told you about the format of the statement, Jesus is saying that if anyone would come through him, then he will definitely be the case. And it will definitely happen that that person would be saved, would be free to go to and fro, and would be free to find good pasture. In other words, their needs would be completely met. The message seems to be pretty clear that if one would come into the fold through Christ, they'll be saved. Their needs will be met, and they will be able to come in for rest and relaxation, would be able to go out for exercise, enjoyment. In other words, he would be completely satisfied. But notice the contrast here between Jesus as the door to the sheep and the thief, those false prophets who have come before, including the Pharisees. Jesus says that they have come to steal, to kill, to destroy I love the way the Greek words this, as it indicates that the thief would not have come at all if not in order that he might steal, or kill, or destroy. This is his sole purpose. This is why the thief is here. Notice the similarities and notice the differences between the thieves and the shepherd. Both are alike in that they have come with one purpose, and that is what they do. However, the difference arises in what that purpose is. The shepherd comes to save while the thief comes to kill. Jesus makes this abundantly clear as he notes that he has come so that the sheep may have life. And not just have life, but have it abundantly. 
Much has been made of this statement in the past, but let me just shed some light on it here for you. First, Jesus has come that the sheep may have life. The word used here carries the idea of one who's animated, that is, one who is living. He's not saying that he's giving the sheep physical life in the sense of more years, but rather he's giving them life in the sense that they are able to truly live, to carry a fullness of life. But the second part is the promise which we can hold to as well. Jesus says that he has come that we may have abundance in our living. This is not saying abundance in our possessions, but abundance in our lives. The term is one used for measuring, basically saying that Jesus has come to not only give us life, but to give us more life than we can even measure. The idea is that we have not just what we need, but an excessive amount. It's just overflowing life. Maybe a way to put that that brings out the emphasis here is to say that Jesus has come so that we can really live not just live, but really live. We can have life in more ways than we can even grasp. Despite what others may tell you, or others may think, the Christian life was never meant to be a life of boredom, or an unfulfilling venture. No, Jesus is telling us that we are to truly live life to the fullest. We're to enjoy our lives in Christ. Friends, although our life is often hard, Although we have to put up with constant struggles, with attacks from our enemies, there's hope. For Christ has come so that we may truly live as we were designed. We can enjoy God's creation. We can take pleasure in our Lord. This is what's so beautiful about the picture that Jesus gives back in verse 9. Jesus is describing there, with the going in and out and finding the pasture, the life of a sheep that is fully fulfilled. He can go and come. He can rest. He can play. He can eat when he hungers. He's satisfied. In the same way here in verse 10, Jesus is telling us that we can be fully satisfied, fully fulfilled in him. Now as we continue on, Jesus tells us how this is that we can be satisfied in him. So let's read verse 11. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. It is because Jesus is the good shepherd this is why we can truly live. You see, the good shepherd is the one who lays down his life for the sheep. The meaning for life in this verse is one that is derived from a verb meaning to breathe. The idea behind it is one who breathes regularly, one that's physically living. Jesus is saying the good shepherd is the one who would die for his sheep. He would lay down his life. This is exactly what Jesus has done for us. He has laid down his life for our salvation. Notice that Jesus is the one who lays down his life. It was not taken. It was not forced upon him, as we'll see later on in this passage. It was his decision, and it is the very trait which identifies him as the shepherd which is good. Now, this is where we're going to end tonight, but I'd like to close with an application question based on our passage. Have you come through the door? You see, Jesus truly is the good shepherd. And as he has said, he would in this passage, he laid down his life for the sheep, for us. He has made the way for us to come into the fold through him. The question is, have we done it? We're told in the Bible that the way we enter through Jesus is to repent of our sins and confess Jesus as our Lord. That is, our Master, the one who directs our path. And in this passage, we have seen that if we will do that, we can join the flock. 
We can come in and out and find pasture. We can be truly satisfied in Christ. We can have life and really live. But the question is, will you come through Jesus? Friends, I pray that you will consider this and let me know if there's any way that I can help you. Please let me know what you thought of this podcast and send me any comments to Bible Study Podcast Justin at gmail.com. Until we meet again, though, may God bless and keep you. Set me aside by your will and by your truth. Let me represent you in the world. But for the sakes of the This lesson has been brought to you by BibleStudyPodcast.org, a paraministry of Clean Slate Evangelical Ministries, which is a nonprofit listener-supported ministry based in Monroe, North Carolina. While our desire is that your primary giving be done with your local church, if the Lord is leading you to support our ministry, we do depend on your support to keep our ministry going and growing. If you feel the Lord calling you to support our ministry, you can go to BibleStudyPodcast.org and click on support on the right-hand side. You can make a tax-deductible donation from there. By doing so, you'll be helping us to reach multitudes of people each and every month from around the world who, just like yourself, desire to find answers and meaning in Scripture. We thank you for listening today, and we pray that the Lord blesses you and draws you closer to Him. Keep growing closer to Jesus. Someone will be turned